This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. There we go. I hope she does it again. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. We are back and we today are going to talk about matching the hatch for various species, walleye, kokanee, trout. Um, and as we get into spring and it starts picking up here, we just wanted to uh, you know, discuss how to you know, figure out what those fish are eating on and how to you know, match your lures to get them to trigger the bite. Well... You know, when when you start talking about matching the hatch, you know, a lot of people overlook one one really big aspect of matching the hatch. You know, uh, let's talk about walleye. Walleye feed on, uh, they're a predator. They're going to feed on anything and everything that they can, they can feed on. Whatever's coming out at yeah. that time, whatever's hatched, whatever they can get their mouth on, they're going to, they're going to feed on. Right. Uh, whether it's, you know, springtime, later springtime when you got crawdads coming up, when you've got uh, small uh, crappie bluegill, perch, etc. You know, people overlook one of the number one colors across the board. If you take a look at all of the minnows mm-hmm. that come out, doesn't matter what it is. You can go through and, and pick uh, 90% of the minnows that, that hatch within these these impounds that we have around here they're black and white yep and people overlook utilizing black you know we make a black lure you can't sell the thing it it just literally you just don't sell very many because i appeal it doesn't look good but i'm going to tell you something you put a black pill float on with a motor oil blade you can you can get you can catch you can catch fish, especially early in the springtime, uh, up at potholes, up at banks, up at Rufus, up on Roosevelt, anywhere, because of the fact it looks like something, it looks like a small crawdad, which is dark colored, light underneath. Any of the bait fish, your perch, your squawfish, your, you know, everything that they feed on. And people overlook that, that whole color concept of blacks and whites Mm -hmm. yeah and you know that's one of the things that we do continually is we're always working with different colors trying to create something you know coming up with the that black and or that golden and uh red colors that we put together for they're 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 a a little bit older uh mud minnow they're a little bit a little bit older walleye pattern Mm -hmm. you know when when they get a little bit start coloring up a little bit you know that's why it works so well but you don't know till you start playing with different colors different you know smile blades different beads different things like that and sizes you know to create what they're actually feeding on at that given time you you know it's kind of funny I i don't know why this came in my head it's just like you know, I my getting my wife to walleye fish finally. You know, yeah, and she's actually gotten to be pretty good at. She can feel the bite really Take well. Take along for a ride. She she does drag <laughs> them occasionally, but actually she's getting a lot better at that, and she likes the walleye fish. And she 
starting to understand it a little bit, but she never understood all these years, right? Why I had a tackle box full yeah. of multicolored <laughs> of the same kinds of things. Sure. But now that we're fishing and she's seeing that certain things work at sure. certain times of the year, then she wants one on her. She gets the whole idea, you know, of why <laughs> that is. And she's just someone who never fished before. So sure. She didn't understand, sure. but literally that's why your tackle box is full of different colors because you never know what the thing that they're feeding on that's going to trigger that bite and walleye especially um sure say the spring and early the winter and early spring those dark colors yeah you know uh just like you said you and i've had really good luck on purple and gold purple and gold sure a dark Brit, oh, Did, britain's rolling his the eyes husky oh color. my god that's what we call it too britain <laughs> yeah well, oh, he's yeah, gonna well, he's gonna I'm cut gonna, this whole part out. out. I'm in I control know. of the podcast, the catalog, and the website. <laughs> <laughs> but purple and gold works really well, and black. You know, that's one of the colors. Like you say, I find that even with trout. Sure, trout, a black and a glow pill pill float or or tapered beads. Oh man, sometimes that is just the ticket. Oh, because trout are the same way; they're predatory. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, the trout predominantly are feeding on insects. So, you, you know, you think about colors of, of larvae coming up out of the right. out of the mud or stuff falling, you know, a black ant falling into the creek. And, and oh, my God. You yeah, know, it looks, looks the it's same. It's like sick them to a pork chop, man. Well, i got to tell one other funny story about, so this is my son, Tyler. So we went up and fished Rufus Woods. and um, Oh, no. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so Bobby, he gives me. He gives me these lures. You got to use these. It's going to work really well. I'm like, sweet. Yeah, we'll use these. And my whole goal on this trip is I wanted to catch the the triploid trout in numerous ways. You know, I wanted to, you know, fish on the bottom for them with bait. I wanted to troll for them. And then we, we ended up throwing sonic bait fish to catch them too. So we were like, you know, this was the whole idea Tyler and I had. We we're going to try all these different methods and we we're going to catch a fish every way. <laughs> so we go up there and I give Tyler this lure that bobby tied up and it's got a well it's the it's the color that i just talked about it's black and and it's got glow tapered beads and black black and white spinner black and made up yeah with a slow death hook we put a slow death hook on not a super slow death but the the original 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 one fine wire fine wire which you know is a great fishing tool but when you're talking 12 to 15 pound triploid in current might be yeah. in current in current <laughs> big current yeah might be a little on the light side just saying <laughs> you don't think i heard about this shit for <laughs> about 10 years so we get up there and i'm trolling on a current seam it's just like the perfect spot there's fish stacked in there i know there is <clears throat> and every time we'd get right up to this perfect spot i'd put one downrigger right on that seam and bam we get hit and tyler had a big fish on we're talking in the teens for sure. This this was back before, you know, you had these really, really big fish. You would catch a lot of two to seven pound fish, eight pound fish. But when you when you got when you started catching fish over over, you know, twelve to fifteen pounds, that was a big deal. Sure. So And they were in there. Oh yeah. And we caught some. And then so Tyler hooks this fish in the current seam. 
and he's playing it. I'm like, nice fish. That's great. <laughs> and then it comes off and we pull it in and, and you know, slow death hook has a lot of little turns in it. That yeah. thing was straight as a string. <laughs> All that fish just straighten that hook like nobody's business. <laughs> and you know, Tyler was you... like, damn it. <laughs> he was so mad. He had to have words with Bobby, I think. Oh yeah. You don't think I heard about that? Holy cow. But anyway, my whole point is the, the color combination is good, not just for Wally, but sure. other things can work really well. Well, you know, it's kind of like uh, when you and I went down and fished with uh, with uh, Jaime and Ted, you yeah. know, a couple of years ago. You know, we just happened to hit it at a time when you had those uh, you had those small perch in there, same size, same everything. That one particular color, oh my God, how many fish did we catch? Yeah, that UV glow burst white, yeah. and then the the glow white with the orange on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we yeah we caught. I was with oh. Jaime, and we caught you know. 16 fish between the two of us and oh yeah you guys had a ball out there too absolutely and then you know you jaime couldn't buy enough i know know. he tried he tried to buy everything on the shelf but again he was you know that was still when he was kind of just getting into the hardcore Mm -hmm. and so you know yeah you can always learn like that Uh, you like to keep a journal a lot don't you when you're out of water i keep a journal all the time that, that helps a ton it really does yeah that's one thing i started doing a friend of mine Bill, he always did that when we salmon fished. Mm-hmm. And, and he did it primarily because it kept us from telling stories, you know, on each sure. other. Because he'd go, no. And we'd look back and say, no, we did this. And so we learned a lot about blackmouth fishing out on the San Juan Islands. Uh, tidal, you know, what, what the tides were, when we hooked fish sure, and where. Sure. And that was many, many years ago. And so I was like, that's a great idea. So I started keeping one in my boat, just leave it in there in the jockey box. And every time I fish, I write in it. And I write in basic things like water temp, uh, day conditions, where we were, what we used, and how many fish we got. It makes a big difference. Because like when we go, like Vicky and I and mom and dad just went out this last week, first thing I did is I had her pull out, look for all the early April dates. Where did I catch the fish? What colors were I using? Sure. And we just went back to those same places, repeated the same things. and it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. It really helps because now that's not to say that it's not a good idea to try other things, but if something works well for a given time of year, it's probably going to work again the next, next year at that same time as well. Yeah, it, you know, you have you have a lot of pluses and minuses. You you have uh, a, a real warm spring. You have a, sure. a cold spring. You have you know things are you got pluses and minuses. Uh, you know, a week or two either way. But it gives you an idea of roughly where to start and what to do. You know that these you've got small uh, perch or you've got you know something right. coming out of the out of the mud at that given time. You know that they're feeding on that is going to work very, very well. So, I, so what I do is I, the dates are great, but I also look at the water temp. So mm-hmm. like, like uh, yep. water temp, surface water temp, and again, surface, but it's just our indicator. Sure. So surface water temp on banks was 43, 44. So we're just about to go into the spawn, mm-hmm. you know, and when we get into the spawn, you know, you're catching males right now. They're a little more aggressive in those spots. And then it's going to get tough for a while. Yeah. And, and each body of water that has walleye around here is going to be a little different. They're on a different schedule. Yep. Banks tends to be cold for a while. 
but you know Moses Lake and potholes might already be on the tail end to spawn sure. soon here. So and whereas Banks is probably just entering it and somewhere in that temperature range that I said 43, 44, 45. Yep. That's spawning temp. Yep. For walleye. That moon phase, you get all, all of those things that add into it and, and uh you have a, a couple week period there where you might as well just stay home and you it's know tougher. It's much yeah. tougher. You're not gonna go you're not gonna go fish volume. for trout. Well yeah you just switch over to something else for <laughs> exactly and then, so yeah. oh yeah well getting into that you know talk about kokanee and trout and you know why use certain colors for those two species. Well Johnny Candle says we just use pink. Just pink always <laughs> pink <laughs> That's Johnny true. Candle. That's true. Oh, he said he fishing extraordinary. The, the yeah, right. Kokanee fishing guru. Fish for him on the bottom and just throw some you pink just, on. You just use pink, don't you? Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. You know, there's there's so many different things that that trigger fish, and it all has to do with water temperature, clarity, um, you know, time of year, uh, you know, you name it. Uh, there's so many things that go into it that, you know. You know how it is. You put on four, you go out, you put four rods out, you put four different things on, and let the fish tell you what, what Absolutely. they're going to want to play with on that any given day. That's a really good yeah. tip for anybody who's you know trying to figure some of these things out. Absolutely. You very much should do that. I always do that. I always have kind of my go-to colors, but I always put some extra things on. Let me think about that. Hmm. Hey, Kimberly, what would you like to use? Well, I, I don't really want to use anything but that hot orange squitter yeah. and a <laughs> yeah. small dodger. Okay, okay. fine. <laughs> yeah, one of the things uh, that I've had good success on in like Roosevelt is, is uh, I call it creamsicle. Mm-hmm. Is that the official name of that squitter? Yeah. No. Actually, it's not. It's called Fire Tiger Glow. Thank you. Yeah. I call it creamsicle because yeah. it reminds fire me of fire glow. F- oh, firefly glow. Excuse me. Firefly glow. So yeah. if you're looking for componentry in that particular squitter. It is a pretty squitter. It's, well, it's not just pretty, it's effective. It's effective. Yeah. But one of the things I've found is I've had good success with that consistently. Mm-hmm. And so I always put that on, but I'd be you'd be surprised sometimes it's not the one um, on a given day. Oh, it's cer- certain, certain times of yep. the year. You know, it, it, like I said, overall, you know, it's pretty consistent. You know, I always joke about putting a, a, a hot orange squitter on in Chelan. Better have one on. I, I will have one on. It doesn't matter what, what goes on. But I will also have three other colors on. And, and you know, on any given day, it, it can be a little bit different. But nine times out of ten, a hot orange squitter is going to catch fish. And that's important is like when you get out kokanee fishing, you want to put a variety out initially, right. fish at some different depths sure. and make sure you can dial them in, and then you switch over. Absolutely. Absolutely. We look for pattern. Yep. So, you know, hopefully you've got four to six rods or more out. But usually six is kind of about You need max. to get more rod holders in the boat. <laughs> Bobby would like to look like a Great Lakes porky Volume. boat. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I don't like it that tangled up but anyway if you have (laughs) numerous rods out that you can do that you then you can see if there's patterns and once you develop pattern then go to that color correct that's the one thing that people overlook is is you know they continue to fish a color trying to make it work and you know what sometimes it it won't if if something you know one what do we call it one one is is uh just a 
uh, it just well one is none. Yeah, one one is none. <laughs> two two is like kind of marginal. Maybe. Three three's right. pattern. Three's a pattern. Three's a pattern. You 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 switch over everything to three right now, and then you know fish that for a while until things slow down. So, Bobby and I have been lucky to kokanee fish in a lot of water. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the Northwest and in British Columbia, it's been it's been one of the things I think I've enjoyed m- most about making tv shows and is just the a variety of places that we've gotten to go and the first thing we always do when we get started on lake we look at each other's like hot orange squitters got to go on don't you think? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first round pick first run For, pick. oh yeah he, always always <laughs> but, but you know there again it, it, like that last time we went up and fished with mark you know hot orange squitter it did okay it, but it wasn't really it wasn't really the, no, it, it wasn't the one but when i turned around and put that that uh, chartreuse bill on, the, <laughs> the on that that pink that works so good. oh my Hot god sweater, yeah. oh yeah sweater and a chartreuse, chartreuse wiggle hoochie bill. bill oh my lord oh yeah yeah and, and then pretty soon we're looking well do you have any more in the boat well no they're back at the house yeah <laughs> <laughs> never fails oh yeah absolutely the one you have so one so that night of. so that night you go back and you tie up 10 of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and just beyond colors you know maxler we you know, we try not to be, you know, shove a whole bunch of advertisements in your face on this show, but uh, we do have a massive selection of componentry and basically the options are, you know, nearly unlimited in what you can build. And so being able to, you know, mix and match a lot of those components is a, a serious advantage. Absolutely. And, you know, pe- people, uh, you know, I, I, I sound like a, a broken record, but, you know, coming up with different colors and, and adding different things, it, the smile blade is, is a phenomenal, phenomenal tool because of the fact that you can add colors to something and create different looks. You know, you put a silver blade on with a blue tapered bead or blue beads, you know, and, and it looks like a fish. Or you put a blue blade on with silver bead and it looks totally different. Yeah. Totally different. And you can switch those two up. And I've done this before walleye fishing. I've absolutely done it. And one will catch fish three or four to one over the other color. Mm-hmm. And and, and it, sometimes it's, it's like totally different than what I w- would have anticipated. Yeah. You know, one, one is better by far than the other. Yeah. One so, of the things I find too is not only just color combinations that are available, but um, the profile. So, yes. Profile's huge. And especially for walleye. I know we kind of switched over talking about trout and kokanee but for walleye well it's it it's true for them as well sure but when the water's really cold uh, the smaller profile works better because you got lethargic fish and they just really don't you know uh, something big is kind of like i'm not going after that but something small and it probably has a lot to do with what they're eating yeah and so you know those little smaller profiles work a lot better like i'll just go down to a smile blade a small smile blade, a 0.8, mm-hmm. and uh, like two beads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and sure. that sometimes that'll really do a better job for me. So, and the same with kokanee. I think that um, winter patterns, colder fish, kind of a smaller profile. It gets a little warmer, things are more aggressive. Um, they can go for a little bigger. Like another thing we found, water clarity. Yeah. A bigger profile for more visibility. 
um, can work. Really yeah, you well. get into that high visibility. Going to a smaller blade or smaller profile is much better than doing yes. just you know going to a larger profile in that uh, uh, real clear water. Yep. You want to use something a large profile in that that water that's not nearly as clear right. because of the fact that it, that it gets their attention. Yeah, you so, want them to come find you. Sure, sure. You know, if it's murky like that, we've. We've done that in um, Lake Roosevelt. I took Danny and his wife up there, Danny Coyne. Sure. One of our pro staffers at Max Lure. And <clears throat> we didn't realize just how poor the water clarity was. I mean, usually it's really good up there, right? Sure. And that was in the spring. And we got to noticing. It was cold, you know, you think still clear water, right? Clear water. Yeah. It was, and it, But it wasn't for whatever reason. Maybe we had a little warm-up, I don't know, and, you know, got – Got, got some stuff in the water but we got to know some we're putting the gear down couldn't see our gear a few feet underwater and we're like huh do you see that yeah i didn't realize the water had poor clarity so we started adding flashlights yeah yeah we started adding that 360 yeah and we started adding um a glow v or a glow uv burst and UV yeah burst. yeah and we started adding uh chartreuse Mm-hmm. Uh, we started adding just different colors, and as soon as we added all that attraction, sure, we started started catching fish because mm-hmm. they weren't finding us. Right, right, and that's why it's always good to probably drop your gear down next to the boat as it's, just see some movement. Plus, all right, you can see the clarity. Absolutely. Now, you know that's stuff that we we totally overlook or don't talk about it. But you know, first thing you do once you put something on, you put it Check down it. and you look at it. Is it doing what I want it to do? Mm-hmm. Is it moving the way I want it to move? You know, is my Dodger doing what it's supposed mm-hmm. to do? Yep. Is, you know, is there something wrong with it before you drop it down? Yep. Because you can, you can, you know, as well as I do, how many times, you know, you drop something down and you fish it and fish it and nothing, and it's not getting bit. You're not getting bit. You're not getting bit. What the heck's going on? Well, you pull it up and, and something's cockeyed and, and not doing any type right. of movement that you're supposed to, supposed to have, so to speak. So it's just one of those things that you always take a look at your gear before you drop it down. Right, absolutely. And these are all lessons that we're probably going to take with us to Odell Lake in a couple oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. And it's something we've never – I haven't fished, Bobby hasn't fished, and no. Richie hasn't fished. We're going to go down there and film a show with uh, the Workshop boys, and uh, it'll be – a lot of the same stuff we're talking about trying oh, to dial yeah. that in yeah. absolutely Something absolutely new. and uh i don't know well who's maybe josh is josh fished it yeah he josh has. is fishing so we do we do have a leg up on the competition we, yeah we, yeah we have we have one individual who's fished it and he's not in my boat which is beautiful <laughs> oh that's right he's in my boat <laughs> <laughs> but uh at least i'll get fish on camera but this is uh yeah yeah i guess you <laughs> Oh boy, it's already started. <laughs> but <laughs> friendly competition. It is friendly, but uh, I think that's the I mean, that's real key. We're gonna, just going to treat this like any other new lake we've n- never been to, and going to go to some things that work and try some other things and and learn as you go. Uh, and that's the real. It's that's the fun part of fishing in my mind. Absolutely. You know, the, one of the things about fishing this lake that that I'm really excited about. It has nothing to do with the 25 fish limit wow. per person. <laughs> Volume. But, yeah, he's but, happy, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's uh, this, the fish are up on the surface because this is a high, a high mountain lake. 
This is actually up at, at what, almost 5,000 feet. Something like that, yeah. And uh, these fish are just coming off ice off. These fish are up on the surface for a good portion of the morning. So they do a lot of casting and a lot of jigging. Mm -hmm. And that excites me. I really enjoy to jig. And, you know, going out and throwing sonic bait fish, throwing the crip lures, things like that uh, on these fish is, I I really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And then later on in the day, go out and troll, you know, the way that we usually do for for most kokanee fisheries. So I, I'm, I'm really excited about being able to do a, a variety of different things on catching fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We'll, we'll report back with a full report on how bad mm-hmm. we beat Richie's boat. But uh, <laughs> hope, we'll see. hope you guys picked up some good tips on matching the hatch. You know, it's clearly the name of the game when it comes to fishing. And uh, if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook at WAO Podcast. We are going to take off for today, but until next week, we will talk to you later.